This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Travel Is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Hello, my name is Brian Altamori. I'm the Director of Business Development for Lugless.com. So what I love most about travel, uh, in addition to spicy Bloody Marys on an airplane, uh, is travel gets me to put into practice a lot of the daily habits that I try to embody, mindfulness, thoughtfulness, and being present. But I get to do it with utter and complete strangers, and I get to do it in different environments. So for me, travel is the ultimate personal startup for self-growth. Being on Shark Tank is stressful enough, let alone being on the hot seat of Shark Tank. Today, you'll hear from someone who went through that experience, which gave him a new perspective and empowered him to restructure his entire company from top to bottom. Now emerging from a stealth beta, this luggage delivery startup has a new model that will work with shippers and airlines alike to disrupt the baggage industry. This is Travel Is Your Business, covering the intersection of technology and business in the travel industry. Brian, how would you describe Lugless as different than other baggage or shipping companies? Sure. Uh, I would say that Lugless is a next-generation luggage shipping service that is a first true low-cost alternative to airline baggage fees, giving travelers the ability to ship their stuff ahead of time and to start their vacation at their door, not a baggage claim. Hmm. I mean, the baggage fees make us so much money. Oh, no. <laughs> we know that. We're trying to be friend- we're trying to be friends to the airlines as well with our model. But we understand that. Yeah. Why? Why? Like, how are you going to be friends to airlines if they're making so much? money? So surprisingly, when I started kind of reaching out ten months ago for different partnerships, we thought airlines were off the table. We've pretty much talked to all the major U.S. Uh, carriers, less JetBlue, um, but they are receptive for our model because there are some cost issues with certain use cases um, and for their elite members specifically that do not pay baggage fees, they are interested in giving them an alternative service that makes their travel experience, you know, overall better. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of been a lot of the conversations with, um, you know, a few of the low cost airlines here in the United States. And it's kind of promising to know that we can, you know, potentially be an asset and I guess maybe a friend of me at times, but we're, you know, we're, we're shooting to be big here at scale, but we'd be, you know, pretty arrogant to think that we're going to topple the 4.6 billion uh, each year that's, you know, taken from baggage fees. But we think that if we can provide another alternative and the airlines can benefit on the PR side um, and help us generate, you know, we'll take a few hundred million dollars to start servicing customers here in the US. Uh, I think it's a win-win for everyone, as opposed to kind of coming in a little bit hot and heavy and saying, you know, this is a better way to travel, but we understand that this is a disrupt service. It's changing your habits. You have to plan a few days ahead. Um, And some people don't want to let go of their baggage. You know, we look at it very differently because you let go of your baggage. The check-in process is so much faster and so much better. You can use your mobile phone. You don't have to wait in line. Go through security sometimes faster, and then you don't have to wait a baggage claim. So yeah. it just makes the whole experience less stressful, especially if you have a family of four. You got four bags. Um, you know, even if you are an elite member, um, but if you're not, 
as you go, you guys know it's you know thirty for the first bag, forty for the second, and then when you get third and fourth and oversized, we're like four hundred percent less than that. So that's where our sweet spot is to say nice. you yeah. can lug less. Check your first two bags. That's fine. But when it gets astronomical, and we understand why the airlines have to do that uh, for efficiency, but at $150, $200, when we're 60 for that bag, then now lug less makes a lot of sense on that third or fourth bag, hence the name. Sure, we want all those bags, but we're totally happy helping everyone out that the two get checked. You're comfortable with those essential items, but maybe that third bag is you know skis and that gets costly uh, or golf clubs or it's just diapers and things that you know you you yeah, extra, extra diapers if you're a family and other things like that you can ship and have it waiting at the hotel lobby uh or at wherever you're traveling so how are hotels receptive to this in the sense that now they're going to get even more shipped items yeah, you know? they, yeah, yeah. no, it's a good question they already do so they if fedex and ups delivers which they usually have a daily you know pickup and delivery it goes, you know, right to the lobby and they have a package room so it can be waiting for them. And it, you know, um, it doesn't need a partnership to work with, you know, ideally it would be great to work with hotels because we think we have an asset to get more direct bookings um, as they try to scale away from, you know, going with OTAs and trying to get more of that funnel uh, through their system. We feel that we can add value there uh, with our service. Um, but we don't need any operational help whatsoever. And, you know, I guess there's certain hotels that, they're so small and maybe it would be an issue, but for the majority of the choice hotels and Marriott's of the world uh, in the US, we we pretty much can be treated like FedEx and UPS and just have it waiting there. Mm-hmm. So how many people have used the service at this point? So what I can say is we're private, but then we hold those numbers. What I can say though is we have been in stealth beta mode for about 12 months. And in that period, uh, we have seen a consistent 40% month-over-month growth and very little marketing whatsoever, maybe $1,000 AdWords spend in that beta period. And um, it's kind of been unique because price is really driving that and a lot of word of mouth, but also type in Google luggage shipping, lug glass is number one or two. So for a lot of those popular keywords, we're winning there. Uh, and now about three weeks ago, we launched a new brand and the new positioning um, and the new model on the tech side um, and also the consumer side. So we are, you know, about to, you know, light up the floodgates for a lot more advertising and based off of, you know, what we've seen in the space with all the airlines raising fees and seeing that every time that happens, we see a spike in our traffic and in our orders. Uh, and now that we're going to put some muscle behind it, um, we're pretty excited to see you know, how fast it's going to scale, because this is why we built Lugless, you know, technology-driven first company that is, you know, most of the cases less than baggage fees um, and allow for better travel experience. So with the partnerships and integrations that we're working on and what we hope to achieve in the next six months, uh, because, you know, it's very unique the way we're positioning it, we're, you know, we're pretty hopeful that this is going to be the new and better way that you travel. Uh, And as I said earlier, I think there's room for us to be an asset to every airline and every OTA and hotel and travel tech platform that has a booking engine and can throw us right into the path or in uh, post-booking with our dynamic links and stuff like that to get them halfway through the funnel. So it's pretty turnkey uh, and they can easily sign up. So is that kind of your acquisition strategy is to go directly to the hotels, airlines, and OTAs, make agreements with them, or are you guys going direct to consumer? So for me, uh, as, you know, director of business development, my main focus has been uh, to date 
working on all of those integrations. But our API is merely a tool. It, uh, it's not a feature, but it's a tool to get us further along the way uh, and to scale faster. But we do have a huge push for the consumer side. Uh, so we are going direct to consumer and our PR and our influencer marketing and social channels and what you know we're going to do on the advertising side. It's always going to be direct to them and it's going to go word of mouth and it's going to be you know in that vein. But the way that we're going to get massive in a short amount of time is getting a kayak, is getting a JetBlue, is getting all of these platforms to see the value of our API, which is the first in the world to monetize baggage. And the mm -hmm. fact that it doesn't exist and the airlines don't share in the baggage fees, this is an opportunity um, to help those OTAs out that don't make a lot on airline tickets. And this is a nice way. You know, the margins aren't huge. We purposely have pricing starting at $15. Average order is $28 uh, for one bag. Average, I guess, order for two bags is around $56 versus a $70. Um, but I think what's important to mention, because not many people understand how we've built this, it is, so to sum up Lugless, what you're getting for that $15 a bag uh, price is a shipping label from FedEx and UPS that's 30 to 60% less than them. And you have to then drop it off at a FedEx or UPS store, which is in the city 0.2 miles away, or I think the average in the US is within a mile and a half or two miles. And you have to do it a few days ahead of time. So that's the disrupt side. However, with the API and with us stripping out all of the bells and whistles that traditional companies do, it's a luxury service. It starts usually at 80, 100 bucks, somewhere in the middle. Um, we're able to allow you in the booking path to increase the level of service that you want. And if you want extra phone support, if you want a better on-time guarantee, if you want a doorstep pickup, we got you covered, but you're not looking at a hundred dollars yeah. versus 70. So it's not a price play. Right. So a majority of our orders are the economy travelers that want to mm -hmm. save money, but want a little convenience for that. And that's really what we're focused on. But we do have, you know, 15% that do the pickup side. And as we scale, I'm sure that 15% will be more meaningful and a lot more profitable for us. But it's also a different level of service, getting a pickup. But for us, we've seen dropping it off is more of a convenience and kind of like the, um, you know, on-demand type of um, approach because you don't want to always wait around for an entire day for a pickup. Yeah. And stuff goes wrong. You go to the bathroom for a minute. You, you know, run in the backyard and you miss it. And then now for us the entire order is ruined. <laughs> you know, bad reviews and nothing has happened yeah, yet yeah, other yeah. than FedEx missing a pickup or UPS because, or they came and you weren't home or there was an issue with the address. So dropping it off, it's kind of a nice way to take advantage of the on-demand side and the millennial market, which as we all know is the future of travel. And that is really how we're positioning it is it's a you know, FedEx and UPS label on crack, um, that's cheaper. <laughs> and uh, basically, you still get the same result of getting it there uh, before usually you get on your flight. So that's another thing. We mm -hmm. send it a day, we send it ahead of time, but we also pad it. And sometimes you choose where you want it. To, you want it that day, great. But if you also want it to arrive a day ahead of time, it's already there and you get a notification. And you know, before you get on your flight, my bag is there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so... So is this API the way that you're differentiated from a ship sticks, for example? Because I, I actually have a personal issue with ship sticks. They've okay. lost my skis twice. I ship my skis and I was like, oh, lightning doesn't strike twice. I'll try it again, even though yeah. they ruined my vacation the last time because I didn't have my skis never came. And then it happened a second time. 
So, let, so yeah. how are you better than chipsticks? So let's <laughs> we, we pride ourselves on not talking, uh, you know, poorly about any company uh, because it doesn't. I want any good. Everyone has their models. Uh, in that scenario, it's 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 interesting you brought that up because we're working with an OTA that tested out FedEx and UPS mm-hmm. before wanting to work with us, and they're super scared to do it with us because they had a seventy percent fail rate. With FedEx and UPS, and it's not oh. that oh it's FedEx and God. UPS problem. It's just with they were doing international, so customs is always an issue. Hence, Slugless yeah, is yeah. now US. But the um, the backbone of why we're different is we have algorithms, and we've you know again I, we're we're tech focused, and we know that there are many touch points where your bag is supposed to be. So we have a sophisticated system that lets you know that your two bags are here in New York. The next update that we're supposed to get is in Memphis, Tennessee at a hub, let's say. If there's one bag on the manifest and not two, we know immediately when we get an automated ping to our system that we need to step up and problem solve it real time. So not everyone has that sophistication. And just because you get great rates with FedEx and UPS doesn't mean that there is going to be a flawless service. We have enough experience over the years with our, our you know, our operations and executive team in the space uh, to know those are, are big big sales uh, for our model and to make things more on time. But the API, uh, yes, is first of its kind in uh, the world. And not many people thought we were ready for it or that anyone was ready for it. But we stripped everything away and we took all the know-how and experience over the years to make this super turnkey. Uh, It's a very light touch API that is meant to be lightweight because we're going after some legacy models that are tied to Infendory. We're yeah. not. We're infinite scalability. We can throw a million bags on the FedEx truck today and they'll be happy because they're already picking up 17 million. So that's really the differentiator is the technology um, and just the, you know, the backend type of algorithms that we have to troubleshoot real time um, things that may go wrong. Yeah, That's awesome. Cool. That sounds like a good time to take a break. Uh, and also you have a snack, which I'm very interested in knowing about what do you have for it, us? <laughs> it is in the fridge. Uh, it is from a local butcher shop called uh, Pasano's in uh, in Cabo Hill, and it's just a few items that I thought would be fun because you know about my personality. I uh, I do intermittent fasting, so I kind of break it with some healthier stuff. But I have some you know antipasta type stuff and uh, some stuffed olives of a bunch of different kinds uh, and some um, a massive pickle that has been cut up. Because that's fermented, and I I look at your uh, your stomach and your gut as your second brain. So I usually always have that first, and then I kind of can go into whatever else I want to eat. Mm. So I brought some you know healthier stuff and another non healthier stuff. Like it's <laughs> a full treat, wow. man. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Coming up, you'll hear from Brian on the relationship with insurers and shippers, along with Lugless's story going through Shark Tank, and you won't believe what some people try to ship. Entrepreneurista, a woman who organizes and operates a business, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. One who has a drive, passion, and vision with an undying determination to succeed. She is fiercely motivated, ambitious, and competitive, forging her own path to independence and success. That's an entrepreneurista. Through the conversations on the Entrepreneurista podcast, we want to celebrate failures reflect on successes, and get unfiltered about what it takes to be your own boss. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. 
It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done and what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram with no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneursapodcast.com. Keep up with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Our episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play and online at travelisyourbusiness.com. Plus, there are a lot more great shows on Mouth Media Network. Take a trip to mouthmedianetwork.com to enjoy them all. And remember, we love fan mail. Drop us a note to say hi, suggest a guest, or if you'd like to become a sponsor on the show, email us at travelbizshow at mouthmedianetwork.com. So I want to hear more about the kind of practical logistics of how, how this works on the financial side, not to be a downer. But <laughs> <laughs> what is your relationship with the UPSs and FedExs of the world? And how do you handle the insurance side of things if there is a mishandled bag? Okay. Uh, our relationships are with FedEx, UPS, uh, and DHL. But specifically for Lugless now in the U.S., it's FedEx and UPS. Okay. Um, we work very well with them because we're just like any other provider where we throw volume and, you know, fill their inventory. Uh, yes, they give us discounted rates. Nowhere near like an Amazon, but it's pretty aggressive. But for them, uh, we take off all that burden of them having to service those customers and book it through a UPS.com uh, or FedEx.com because our flow is a lot easier. So our scale is bigger for like you know, the luggage shipping side. But we have you know intimate relationships with them, uh, always constantly negotiating rates, but also just problem solving issues because they want it to work as well because they all have like a rep that is our account rep. Okay. So everyone's tied into that. Um, so it's a symbiotic relationship. It's a win-win for everyone. Uh, we just help you know fill the void um, and we market and we spend the money <laughs> to get those customers. They don't yeah. have to spend it. So they like that. So I think that's why it probably works is – it's just yeah, getting more orders through and they don't have to spend the money to acquire that user. Um, yeah. And yeah, we do toggle because we don't ever want to be beholden to one. Uh, but we are going to be increasing other relationships. We're looking into more shippers once we can figure out how to tap in you know, on the rate side and the API. So we'll be having more than UPS, FedEx, DHL. But for now, that's kind of where it's at uh, operationally. Uh, so for insurance, it, it's pretty simple. So for the base, right, uh, base rate for Lugless, it uh, basically – you know, no insurance. It's kind of DIY. Do it on your own, and that's how you get that cheap rate. However, for the next category up, yep, we can insure it for hundred dollars. Then we can do two hundred, three hundred, and more. And it's very similar to a UPS FedEx process. So we do have better messaging because this is our business, and traveling is much more stressful than just sending a package that you don't care when it arrives. So we ensure that you know we make sure and ensure that they um, do the best you know, practices ahead of time before uh, we pick it up or before they drop it off at a FedEx or UPS store. Uh, but it's just very simple and it's it's very open and it's really on the customer to follow up on the claims process. But if they have an upgraded plan, we do more of the heavy lifting and we'll help speed the process up because we deal with this, you know, every day. Uh, so we can help guide them and be a resource um, to get that money back. God forbid there is an issue because it is logistics. 
things happen, as you know, on the airline mm-hmm. baggage fee side. It uh, you know, it is a reality. Um, but we do try to limit it with our messaging and kind of uh, our relationships with FedEx and UPS because we can escalate things faster if we need to because mm-hmm. we have those relationships uh, with them. So you would pass on. It's a hundred dollars then for insurance. Typically, is that like typically? The... Uh, yeah, for the, the 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 flat rate, it's no insurance. But after that, yeah, the second plan up in the the um, the a la carte model is a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then that covers them for that. Um, so it's just very similar to um, how you would get a process claim with FedEx and UPS. But again, we do offer more bells and whistles than they would provide you, and we do more of the legwork for you if you pay for an increased plan. I guess the reason I ask is that the the customer that's interested in a low-cost solution for shipping bags um, probably is a little uh, apprehensive to spend $100 on an insurance policy, I would imagine, when they're used to even a flight being you know insured for what, $30, $30 or something. Um, so is there a way that you offset that or is it, are you finding that the people are just shipping more bags and then that's like a blanket policy for all of them or how's that work? Yeah, it. Um, so because of our low price, um, we've seen that, yeah, uh, on average, you know, they're shipping more than one or two bags, a few bags. Uh, so we also offer, um, and I haven't mentioned this earlier, but, uh, you know, it's dynamic pricing. So it's actually for the first bag, let's say it's $22. The second bag is less and the third bag is less. So on the price side, we, you know, don't charge more for the second and third, uh, but it is also dynamic around the U.S. Uh, depending on where you're going. Uh, distances that are longer cost more money. Distances that are shorter cost less. If you want to do overnight, that's much more expensive than if you want to do ground. But we give that option to the traveler based on how fast they need it. Um, but yeah, the insurance side uh, for us, uh, a lot of our customers are, you know, you know, upgrading for the next plan, which is like $7 to get $100 per bag, um, just for peace of mind, because if something does happen, they are covered for that. Um, but again, this is uh, a mass travel economy play. And, you know, some don't, uh, don't care that much. Uh, and they trust us enough in FedEx and UPS, because we're very open. This is not Lugless doing everything. We're giving you this platform um, to do something a lot faster, a lot easier. Um, and, we're just giving you better rates for it. So we try to make sure that messaging is up front and FedEx and UPS are right on the homepage, right on every page uh, on the labels. So they're the ones providing the service. We are the ones that are providing the platform for you to do so, like Airbnb for baggage, kind of mm-hmm. the approach that I, I look at it as. I'm sure FedEx and UPS probably uh, keep you in the loop. Has, has there ever been anything... Um shipped that's really like crazy or weird or <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, uh, back, back in the day internationally yes so remember, <laughs> we had J- japan uh i got a call from our dhl rep uh back in the day and there were too many tampons that were above the quota to come in for customs. So we had to ask them to take some of the tampons away and <laughs> inform the customer. I don't know what they were doing. What's, a, what's the quota? I don't <laughs> She exceeded it in a 50-pound bag, so I have no idea. Oh, my God. So that's one. The second is Costa Rica, I remember, and I learned this the hard way. Um, you can't ship shoes. It's apparently not allowed because they what? have a shoe industry there. So someone shipped a, a, a bag full of shoes I've and they never. confiscated it. 
Again, back in, the, back in the day, wow. customs always changes. So that's the international side wow. uh, for the old, for the old version. Friday. That's a really <laughs> interesting one. And I do have to be, you know, upfront. There have been, you know, uh, we had a, a chairman of some you know, large company that used us and shipped his golf clubs to Mexico. And I got a call from a FedEx rep that um, basically said it's been confiscated. There was uh, some uh, illegal substances. And I go, could you please specify? Uh, and so he let me know that it was, you know, a thumb size amount of something. And I said, okay. So I had to call this uh, this uh, uh, chairman, and I had to be point blank and say, hey, sir, did you by chance send marijuana in your golf bag? And there was dead silence. <laughs> I was awkward because I had to ask because I wanted to get this bag back. And he goes, oh. I had like half of a joint that I brought with me and I forgot to take it out <laughs> before I shipped. So it was, cover. long story short, a year later, it got back to him. That's how long the clearance for that was. Wow. But again, that was with customs. And again, I want to preface, that's, the, that's when we were international. We're just US now, but inter-Europe is next and then we'll open up the floodgates for <laughs> international <laughs> um, because customs is a whole different beast. Um, yeah. um, that's why the U.S. is kind of our focus because it's a good breeding ground for um, you know scaling this and kind of working out everything as we get all these uh, partnerships up. Nice, nice. Um, Lugless has you mentioned it that you used to be international. Lugless has changed quite a bit since its original inception because you were on Shark Tank. And uh, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about what Lugless was during that and what people mm -hmm. have seen of it and what it looks like now. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. So I was the founder of uh, Lugless originally. And what you see now live and what we're talking about, it's name only. Um, but I did go on Shark Tank in 2013, season finale, and I pitched this um, service as an economy player, at least I thought I was doing that. However, our pricing was much more expensive and the sharks roasted us, not a one, uh, except Lori that said, I uh, love your entrepreneurial hustle. So she was the only one that said something kind, but Mark Cuban gave uh, really good feedback. He, you know, didn't invest because we weren't fast, cheap, easy now. And we had no intention he thought of getting there because our model was labor intensive. It was the old model that you see pretty much out there from everyone but us. It's very expensive. Um, everything's included, really robust on-time guarantee, a lot of money back if things go wrong, 24-7 customer support. Um, and they didn't white glove service, a private courier sometimes if you don't want to wait around for a whole day. So when I was pitching that to the Sharks, they didn't see that. So um, we've spent the last few years gutting everything and um, building it from the ground up with you know our, our executive team and operational team, which has over 30 years experience in the shipping space and luggage mm -hmm. shipping specifically. So we took all our know-how and infrastructure and decided that you know if we were going to create a company um, – post baggage fees, what would that be? You know, um, because traditionally this industry um, was pre-baggage fees. So it's affluent travelers, luxury mm -hmm. based, they could care less about the cost, they just want the convenience. So it lended itself to being expensive. Um, so we took that all into consideration in Mark Cuban's comments and that's why the AP, API exists. That's why we have made it low cost and that's why we've made it a drop-off model um, for the base low rate. So we are exactly, ironically, what was pitched then, but 
this is a brand new service. This is a brand new brand. Um, it is totally different. And, you know, I am no longer a founder role. I'm, you know, business development and kind of tasked with focusing on these integrations and these travel partnerships, uh, as well as some ideation, but mostly, you know, um, that approach. Uh, but yeah, it was great experience on Shark Tank. Uh, definitely built my career because I went on a lot of shows after. I even ghost wrote some articles that I had to beat myself up about <laughs> just to get it published. Uh, so I had to make fun of myself. So uh -huh. I really got to get my ego out of the way because it's aired like 19 times and it was just on last Sunday. Um, <laughs> oh, and it's come yeah. in many different parts of my career. And, uh, you know, it's nice to to be back at it with, you know, the, the entire new operation and, and completely new brand uh, and approach. But it is funny to still kind of see it live out there. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is part of the story, but it's really in name only. Um, you know, this is brand new, but I have, yeah. Why didn't you rebrand? I'm just curious. Well, we love the name because of yeah. the Glass, but we did get a new logo. And I actually have my only tattoo is of <laughs> my company. So it, uh, in the past, so it was kind of funny that we had to change logos and they <laughs> all were laughing that I should, uh, you know, update the logo. I go, no guys, this was meant to be a chapter close. <laughs> so we rebranded everything in the last few months with an agency here in New York. Um, and yeah, as I said, just went live. So fully branded, completely new and, you know, highly scalable and kind of turnkey, which it wasn't before. So that's why it really is brand new. And we were in beta stealth mode for 12 months. And now as of three weeks ago, we're live and, you know, we're getting out there and trying to, you know, make a go at this and hopefully help out the airlines, help out the OTAs, but more importantly, be a consumer product and, and a mass mm -hmm. brand that now can give you a smart and cheap alternative. Um, and that's, that's kind of what we're trying to do is solve that problem, but to do it in a different way and cost effectively for the, you know, end user. Congrats on the launch. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah we're excited. What was it? Um, I know this pro people probably ask you this a lot, so I think somebody who would be listening to this might also be curious. What is it? What's it like being in the hot seat in, at Shark Tank? Just like I can imagine that being yeah. pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I, you so know. yeah, it was a hard pro. Like so the whole process was thirty thousand people applied, and like one hundred ninety six get asked out. I was fortunate there, but then they said even then only ninety six air, and you have to pr go in front of like thirty five producers. So most people freak out when they see 35 producers and they have to pitch backstage before they can go to the Sharks. So I pitched and they were like, okay, it wasn't what we wanted after all the months of us planning, but you get a shot to go out there, but there's no guarantee you're going to air. So before the show, they had a, uh, the, the show psychologist comes in per the contract and per the show protocol and sees where you're at. And I'm, you know, super excited, a little nervous. I go, well, what could go wrong? This is awesome. They're, they're going to love it. They're going to they're gonna eat this up. I'm going to get a deal in here. We're done. I'm retiring. You know, I'm going to be buddies with Mark Cuban. Um, he was in my fraternity, so I was excited about that, but did not go as planned. Um, so after 45 minutes, and uh, they air 10, so 45 minutes of personal attacks, company attacks, and you don't know what they're going to air. They have full rights, uh, just like anything. Um, but um, I blacked out after the first minute of the pre-rehearsed intro. That's all you can do. And my first comment or back to them after a question was a proprietary platform. And then Robert stepped in and he goes, so you're telling me FedEx, $40 billion company, doesn't have a proprietary system? I go, whoa, whoa, hold on. Let me take a step back. So I got so nervous. I don't remember anything after that. 
So when I watched it, when it finally went live a few months later, I was like, oh, I guess I sounded much better than I thought. Because <laughs> I was after the show, I was sweating on the show. Uh, I shouldn't have worn a wool coat, and uh, <laughs> even though it was air conditioned. I was in the back, and I thought I'd ruined my one shot of being taken oh. serious. And the therapist came in or the psychologist came in and I was livid. I was threatening. I was, I was real. She let me go through my five stages of career death quite nicely. <laughs> oh, and man. at the end of the day, my producing team was like, listen, we're going to, you know, we'll see if it airs, but you know, we'll do our part on this side to, you know, make this a go, but this is how it works. So I had to kind of own that. Um, and I knew what was going to air wasn't, going to be a deal, but I couldn't say that, you know, people watching and, you know, friends that I had a party for, you know, about it. But I kind of love the experience because it's something that I was passionate about and still passionate about. And it got my ego out of the way to realize press is press and any press is good. Uh, even if it's a negative, it's turning that negative into a positive. And I think, you know, not only personally have I done that in my career specifically with Lug Less and kind of defining a new role that's, you know, an owner mentality, but, you know, an employee, um, you know, tasked with one objective. Um, it has kind of built me in a, in a much different way that I'm very grateful for now. And it keeps airing, so I'll let it keep airing. And uh, it's part of my past, and it's, you know, part of our story, but it is our past story. But it is nice to still kind of be in the pop culture, you know, world and be able to leverage that. It's, it's fun. Uh, so I'm glad. That it all happened. Yeah. What a great story! Yeah. Sounds like you really like. You know, they say ego is the enemy. Um, so it sounds like that was, uh, you know, quite an experience to have to get to that. But like, that's good humbling. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this seems like a good time to take a break. Uh, we get back. We'll get to know Brian even more personally. Hey, everybody, this is Vikram Iyer with the American Enough podcast. And just wanted to thank all of you for listening and tuning in week after week. Uh, we are just on the precipice of clearing our one-year anniversary, and this has been an incredible journey and examination of who America really is against the, the headwinds of our modern times. If you are interested in the perspectives of mayors and how the identity of their cities is changing America's fabric, or how our foreign policy is changing the way that CIA agents do their business, or even how those brave enough to come forward and, and stake a claim in the Time's Up or the Me Too movement, how their identities have, have been changed by speaking out so publicly, uh, or even if you're just interested in how Netflix documentarians are viewing the world and using satire and entertainment to cope with our current times, there is something for everybody across this channel, and uh, we hope that you continue to subscribe and like Wherever you pod, American Enough can be found on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play. Um, and if you have any feedback or have any ideas for more great show, never hesitate to, to email Vikram at AmericanEnoughPodcast.com or tweet at Vikram Iyer on Twitter. And uh, please keep spreading the word. This is not over anytime soon. You know, from our conversation, I hear that wellness is something that's really important to you. What is your routine to stay healthy while you travel? So when I travel, uh, it's obviously harder with travel brain and all. Yeah. Uh, you get, uh, you know, to cheat a little bit more. Uh, but for for me, I 
have a daily routine no matter where I am of, you know, drinking a whole glass of water or two right when I get up. I have a bunch of supplements that I take from B12 to niacin to everything in between, uh, super green food, omega-3, you know, all the, the things that for me um, help give me a baseline. And it kind of helps me build, um, you know, my immunity when I am traveling, especially mm -hmm. at home. But when I do travel, new environments, new germs, you know, new situations. Um, but that plus exercise, um, you know, I play soccer and I, I like to, you know, do gym stuff. But when I am home, um, I do acupuncture every week. I do foot massage, reflexology. Um, and I do probably a bunch of other stuff that are too crazy to talk about. <laughs> uh, but I am 100% 100 obsessed uh, with health because I've noticed a huge change, change last year as I've made that a number one priority of what I put in my body food-wise. Mm. Um, and I also do intermittent fasting every day, mostly. There's some cheat days, but I usually always do that because it helps redo your system and create new DNA. It's kind of fascinating when you look at the science. Um, and then I break every day with something usually fermented that helps my, you know, second gut uh, or my second brain, my gut, uh, <laughs> sometimes the first uh, first brain as people say, but, um, <laughs> that's a big, that's a big thing for me is eating for nutrition and more of a keto type diet, more healthy fats, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, for, um, raw food. And, you know, I have cheat days and I have things that I do to enjoy myself. I had pizza the other day. It's allowed, but I try to stay away from, you know, the high carbs and gluten. Cause I just, again, noticed a huge difference in my mental capacity, my ability to just focus mm -hmm. and to be present for not only work, but for my personal life. Weirdly, I like crave McDonald's right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have a salad. <laughs> um, uh, I got one for you. The uh, you know you've traveled around a bit. Um, is there anywhere that you've traveled that feels like it felt like home, or it feels like it could be home? Yes, and Southeast why? Asia. Uh, I taught English in uh, Taiwan. And from there, I got to go to China, Tibet, uh, Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand. And I'd say out of all of those, the reason I really love traveling there is not only can I get by on a small budget, they have foot massages that I can do for $5. <laughs> so that's an hour's uh, worth of time. But the culture shock of going to Southeast Asia uh, is huge for me, and I've always enjoyed it. And I would say the place that I felt most at home is Laos uh, or Laos. And I think why is it just felt very genuine and authentic and the people were so nice and there was monasteries everywhere. And uh, it was just felt, I guess, for me, it was at that time, I wasn't really into mindfulness as much as I am now. But I guess subconsciously, I knew that that's kind of where I wanted to be. So I always look back at Southeast Asia trips uh, as a very, uh, you know, second home mentality because of just how it made me feel. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. Guess we're going to Lao. <laughs> Let's do it. Ready. Uh, well, you know, we've, we've talked about a bunch of different stuff today. Uh, but is there any final thought you'd like to share? Uh, it could be a reflection on what we've talked about just now, or it could be, you know, any anything from your experiences. I would say the only thing I want to add, because uh, I think we've talked, you know, enough about my personality and my, my story. It is a privilege to be working at Lug Less because what we are doing is not rocket science, but we have had 
such a great team that's able to cut through the clutter uh, of this business model uh, and the industry as a whole and to really make a go of getting a cheap, reliable alternative uh, to check baggage fees, but at the same time, being able to help airlines and OTAs and hotels build incremental revenue through our API and our technology and our service. So I really am excited for the next six to 12 months as we really get out there and try to convert a lot more of the traveling public to this new cheap option that is very reliable and definitely lets you um, travel without worrying about having any bags. As we like to say, there uh, there is no struggle, um, you know, uh, there is no need to struggle through the airport with your baggage. So there's no big award to you know struggle with your bags through the airport. So I'm excited to see if we can, you know, introduce this to millions of Americans, you know, over the next six to 12 months and help them have a better travel experience. Awesome. Is there a way that uh, somebody listening could get in touch with you or your work at Lugless? Well, easy for me. It's Brian with an I at lugless.com and then website lugless.com. Awesome. Thanks for coming in and uh, hanging out This with is us. great. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. My co-host, Bess Chapman. Happy trails. I'm your co-host, John Madsen. Bon voyage. This has been Travel Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at travelisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, travelisyourbusiness.com. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.